On this episode of the B-Signal Podcast, it is the end of the year. We are counting down the top films of 2022, and my best friend, Tierra is on with me, so let's get into it. Welcome to the B-Signal Podcast, the podcast where filmmakers and fans talk about film and how it impacts our lives. I'm your host, B. Anthony. And now, our feature presentation. And welcome to the B Signal Podcast. I am your host, B. Anthony. And Happy New Year's Eve. We have made it to the end of the year. Um, and this is indeed the last episode for season three. Um, we started this podcast in 2020, January 2020. And we are, I guess it's three years in, if my math is correct. Um, so three years in and look how far we've come. I think we're doing okay. Um, I'm still enjoying doing this and I'm having a lot of fun as I say on every episode, but what I'm more excited about is how you, the audience are responding and giving feedback and really engage me about what I'm talking about. Um, shout out to my brother yet again, um, who, is always telling me to feature him somehow, some way. Um, thank you, Jared, for listening. And uh, I hope you like this episode. So on this episode, um, I didn't want to do it alone. And I was trying to think, well, who could I bring on? And I heard a voice on my head that kept saying, hey, I've only been on your show one time. And I'm like, well, no, you've been on multiple uh, shows and this person's like, no, I had to share it with other people. So, <laughs> with that in mind, <laughs> not just for that reason, but I genuinely love this person. Uh, she is f- on this episode actually more frequently than she's probably aware of because I always bring her up. Uh, but my best friend Tierra is on today. So, welcome to the B Signal podcast, Tierra. I'm so excited. And I, uh- <laughs> um, that's what I was going to say. You know, yeah, I had to share it with other people. So I'm glad that it's just me this time. And it's a full episode and not just a segment. So I have made it. I've made it in the world. Well, the other side to this, too, is I, I wanted to kind of redeem myself because I thought about it. The last time you were on, I was just talking about how you beat me up. And I was like, well, that's not fair to the totality of who you are as a person. And the world needs to know that you are a nice person and that we've had more fun times than that one time. Um, yes. I'm holding up so, the heart. Yes. No, no, no incidents this year. No. Um, no, don't do that. There were no incidents, like no violence or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but there were things that were done to us that, huh. yeah, that's why, that's yeah. why the pause came because it's just like, did we, no, there are a couple of things that happen. But anyway, salvation is real. I'm just going to say that. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so here's the deal. I'm going to, I, I saw, I just did the math. I saw 28 films in 2022. Go figure. Bam, 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 bam. Um, I feel like I've seen more, but I looked over my stubs and I looked over my queue <laughs> and I looked, I, I made sure I did the math and 
I'm at 28 right now. Now I'm sure something's going to come up where it's just like, oh, I forgot. Whatever. If I forget a movie, I'll just put it in the next episode. But I'm going to um, rank my favorite films or all the films that I've seen. Let me do it that way. Of 2022. Now, here's the deal for all you film heads and film critics and people who are film enthusiasts. This is not based on box office um, gross. This is not based off of any type of theoretical or or like um, industry standard. These are just films that I enjoyed. I'm not saying that these films are the best or <laughs> are horrible because some of these, quite frankly, I didn't like as much as I wanted to or I didn't like at all. Um, but overall, I'm finding something positive to talk about in each film. So um, I'm going to start from 28. We're going to go to number one. Now, here's the deal. All of them will not get a full explanation or a, a full um, discussion. It'll kind of just be like, I saw this and da 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 Tiara may interject a film um, that she knows I probably have not seen or she may ask a question or two, or if it's a film that we saw together, she may share a story. Um, I'm nervous about that part. Yay. Um, but that's what's happening on this episode. So I'm going to start from the bottom. And yes, if it's at the bottom, that probably means I didn't like it as much. Okay. So I'm just going to go um, <laughs> and say this movie so came out... <laughs> And granted, <laughs> it debuted on Tubi, but uh, <laughs> the name of the movie is uh, Stepmother, starring Marcus Houston. Oh my gosh. Did you watch? Okay, first of all, <laughs> I'm so excited because <laughs> I randomly randomly just watched this last <gasps> and even more random did you know there was a two? Oh, i'm watching two after this is over with <laughs> when i saw that there was two i was like wait <laughs> you guys thought this would be you you wanted to make a sequel okay you thought that, this was okay great that, that chris stokes he gonna make a movie Chris Stokes he is make a movie. He gonna and, make a movie. Cause he had to prove to Omarion. He said, Oh, oh, you think you think you can shape? Okay. All let right. Me, let me show you. Let me show you. <laughs> let me show you who's really unbothered. <laughs> he said, I made two movies and it's on Tubi. Your movie was on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Deal I, with that. And I have people with mine. <laughs> right. Um, this thing, okay, so without sounding too judgmental, <laughs> it's not getting any Oscars, it's not. but it was very fun to watch this actress play this part. Um, she, she said, I am going to overact this thing Erica and it's going Mena. to work. Erica Mena, she did. And it worked for me. I really liked her. Yes! I, I, I like how she executed it. Now, what I didn't like, for the life of me, um, the subplot where she was managing two relationships at the same time. Yeah. In today's world, you really have to be more stealthy than what she was doing. Like, someone somewhere would have figured out that this lady 
something's off. I mean, think about it. They weren't like right around the corner. So it's not like, you know, it's it's like you pimping in DC and then going out to the plate of Maryland. You know, the odds of the odds of it, right? Where people will know the same the same people. And then on top of that, you gotta think about the second guy was a man of influence. So he wasn't going to be, uh, he wasn't going to be traveling the same circles as Marcus Houston, even though okay. Marcus Houston would had gotten rich off of cryptocurrency, he wasn't living in his wealth. You see what I'm saying? The other guy was. Okay. See, so you, you know. Okay. You have to so take that into consideration too. The way that you just fixed that for me now makes me want to push this a little higher on the list. Uh I would have just for her. I was shocked. So I love don't get, I love Erica Mena. So I've known her because she's been like one of the prominent reality TV stars. She makes good TV. She's real. She doesn't hold her tongue. And I appreciate her. Now, what show was she on? So she was on Love and Hip Hop. So she started out on Love and Hip Hop. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so she, she started out on Love and Hip Hop. It was kind of when I first got to know her. Um, and I've seen her her growth right you know who mm-hmm. she is and she stands in who she is so i appreciate her for that and you actually saw some of that in her character so that's gotcha. why, that's why for me when i was watching her i was like above all else's i'm gonna watch it just for you because you play crazy very well <laughs> she played crazy really really well yeah, like you and studied it yeah, and you know, again, it's not getting an Oscar, but I thought I generally thought it was a very entertaining movie to the point where I found myself watching it multiple times just to like really understand why I liked it so much. Right. And I think when I when I really thought about it, it was her. Yeah, it, it, it was, was just her. her. It was her. She sold it for me. Now, Marcus Houston, um, He's just Marcus you know, it, it, and I mean that. Not in a like, oh, it's Marcus Houston. I'm, I mean that, and oh yeah, it's just Marcus Houston because that's what he gave me. It just gave me. Oh. Yeah, it just gave, it, he he just read the lines. He was flat. He read. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, all right. I I wasn't expecting that you saw that, but yes, good. I did. <laughs> so then, if I had to do it over again, I would flop these two and put this other film at twenty eight. Um, look, everyone knows. If you listen to this podcast, my favorite horror film of all time is Halloween. Um, Halloween ends happen. Now, before I get into this, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, you are a legend. God bless you. Fire. You have you have really literally started this whole thing as far as like Scream Queens yeah. and Last Girl yeah. and all these tropes. God bless you. You you literally owe us nothing else. Yeah. You owe us nothing else. I don't, you know, I'm I was good. good with you. I was good with you just like in Knives Out. I thought you were great there. Oh, um, yes. She, she was great in another film that's on the list that I'll talk about later. Uh-huh. But I, I wanted nothing from her. That yeah. being said, I literally, and I talked about this on the show, I was excited to see this because I wanted to see how they were going to end everything. So, <laughs> for those of you who are of the faith, we, we, 
believe in Christendom in this thing called the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost was like, you may not want to spend money on this (laughs) at the movie theater. (laughs) I was like, um... Talk to me. I don't know why, but I'm not going to spend money on this. Part of it was because when I saw the last sequel in theater, mm-hmm. I, I was very disappointed. And so I said, do I want to do this again? So I was like, you know what? Let me go Peacock. Fine. I turned this thing on. <laughs> and if you haven't seen the movie, I, you know, I'm sorry. I'm going to spoil the mess out of this. The movie starts off with the babysitter killing the kid. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what am I watching? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And so I already get where the film is going. Yep. I, I said it on another f- review that I did. If I can figure out your film within the first five minutes, I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying for the rest of the film, I hope you do something to make it interesting. So the whole premise is that now that Michael's back, the whole town is going crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Cool. Um, The boy who killed the kid, and it was an accident. It was a genuine accident. Um, is bullied. The town is picking on him. You know, he gets beat up and he gets thrown over a bridge and he's mysteriously drugged into the sewer. Uh, the homeless man watches him get drugged into the sewer by Michael Myers. He wakes up in the sewer. Michael is like waiting for him and they look at each other. There's like an exchange of some sort and he's like, hey, I'm Batman, Michael Myers, I need a Robin. And the other guy was like, okay, I'll be your Robin. And so they go around killing people for no reason. Um, And then, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter falls for a crazy guy who's the Robin to Michael Myers, Batman. It was just so much going on in this thing. Um, Look, this is a textbook case why I don't believe sequels should happen for every movie. This is I just like the eighth one. No, sweetie, oh, this is like the eightieth one. That's this what I'm saying. <laughs> that's the problem. Like all of them have not been that bad. I've watched some of them, but then it just got to the point that I'm. Just I like, know which one you like. I know which one you like. Oh my gosh! All I'm saying is, it just got to the point where I'm just like, Mama oh. said, "Knock you out." I'm done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But it just got to the point where I'm like, there's no more storyline. Like, <laughs> I mean, no now the way that they ended it, for me, whatever they do moving forward, Michael Myers is dead. Not the caricature of Michael right. Myers, because clearly they're going to use that mask again. But the man himself is dead. And I hope they keep him that way. I really do. Because the way they ended it, it alluded to anyone can put the mask on and be crazy, you yeah. know. So let's see if they go with that. Um, I was very disappointed with this, but it was cool seeing Jamie Lee Curtis. Always. Um, and yeah. So number 26. Um, I know you're not going to have too much to say about it, so you can take a break. Go get some water. Um, I'm going to hit on this very quickly. Bros. So here's the thing. <laughs> I... <laughs> stay right here uh yeah yeah i feel like this the way they marketed this movie it was just this this has never been done before until you go and look at movie history yeah and you can see that there have been let me not 
exaggerate. There have been plenty of LGBTQIA movies that have been released in theaters. Um, and it might not have been produced by a quote-unquote studio, mm-hmm. but studios clearly have acquired these things and released them. Um, Chasing um, Amy. You have um, uh, the one with Burt Reynolds. I can't think of the name right now. Um, but there, there's so many films out there that speak to the culture. Mm-hmm. So that was my first problem with the claims that this movie was making. They were really making it seem like, oh, we're the first to do this, but you're not. Nah, but you're not. Okay, I watched the film. Um, all I'm going to say is this. I feel like if you're trying to tell a story like this and you're trying to bring an audience in, mm-hmm. you have to really make sure that that you're really being cognizant of the fact that not everyone is able to get all of the references. Right. Um, and then you also have to be cognizant of the fact that, you know, just because you want to make a quote unquote, an American pie type of film that that's not always necessary. And the lewdness of it, I think really did detract from some of the better parts of the film. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if the culture liked it, God bless you. I just feel like when you're trying to sell something, it's a movie. And then I just had this conversation with someone. Um, it's a movie business. This is the movie right. business. So the idea with the movie business is what concept can I produce that's going to either A, fill up the theater mm-hmm. or generate enough word of mouth to get people interested. Right. With what was produced, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I just don't think this film accomplishes either of those goals. I feel like it was very niche, Mm -hmm. which is fine. Moonlight, I think, did a better job of accomplishing what this film was trying to accomplish. A24 knew they had a very niche story, Mm -hmm. but they knew that if they could generate enough... um, a buzz about it mm-hmm. that it will grow. Yeah. Do I like everything about Moonlight? No. no. But, but Barry Jenkins did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. He did a good job of crafting a strong story. Yeah. That's the point that I'm trying to work my way to. Um, <clears throat> I also felt that, you know, and I'm not trying to be petty, but when you make a claim that if you don't watch this movie, you're a homophobe, um, that's like me saying if you didn't watch Black Panther. <laughs> right. You're racist. If you haven't watched any Spike Lee movies. Yeah. Just by you're 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 a racist. Yeah. You know. There's just some some people who, for better or for worse, they like what they like. Yeah. And I don't think it's fair to always put audiences in that position to where if I don't watch a certain thing, then I'm the then I'm automatically the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Heck. How many Christian films come out and people don't watch that? And it's just like, I know a lot of people who still haven't seen War Room. <laughs> Very much so. And in the church. In the so, church. I mean, I just think it's very interesting. Um, however, you know, for the people that did enjoy it, great. Have fun. Yeah. It just wasn't for me. Uh, speaking of not for me, um, Black Adam. <clears throat> A lot happened on this day, and I'm glad you're on the show. Do we want to talk about the sauciness of the pizza first, or 
what we're what what do we want to talk about for i feel like we have to give the people the background of everything that we went through so they can kind of understand so i talked about it previously on the episode um where I describe Black Adam. But we get there, yeah. we order food. Yeah. We, it was the first showing of the film that day, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So I got, I think I got a pizza. We both got I got pizza. a, um, I got a, uh, did we, I got the veggie one, I think. Yeah. And you got pepperoni. the pepperoni. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mozzarella sticks popcorn. Mm-hmm. And so, Unfortunately for Tierra, when they bring her food out, the lights are out. <laughs> so, so she's eating this, and I'm guessing the sauce is dripping on you, yeah, or is it? <laughs> so you know, part of me feels like that me in movie theaters. I'm gonna find a theater. I believe in my heart. That I am going to find a theater that just works for me all the way around, okay? From the food right. to me getting my tickets to the seats, I'm going to find that theater. I have not found it yet, but I have the faith. That's what the Bible says. Faith is size of a mercy city. So I'm sitting here and I'm trying to eat the pizza. And it's just sauce everywhere. And to the point... It was like more sauce than cheese. And so I'm trying to enjoy my pizza, but they didn't give me enough napkins. So I'm trying to eat it, but then it's just like sauce everywhere. It's sauce on my hands. And so all of this is happening while I'm trying to watch the movie. But what makes it so bad was I was really looking forward to this pizza. So I did not eat because I was like, yes, I'm going to go to the Alamo and it's going to be great. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if we can say the names, but if we just edit it out, okay? We went to that theater and I was like- No, they know I go to the Alamo. They know, everyone knows that that's my theater choice. All right. So I'm like, this is going to be great. I've heard such great things about this pizza. And I get the pizza and I'm like, well, where is the, where's the, where's the rest of the pizza? Because clearly y'all just threw some sauce on the dough, sprinkled a bit of cheese and threw it in the oven <laughs> and then threw it in the oven. And was like, yo, here you go. And it's like $50 million for the pizza. So, so here we are. We're, we're, you know, we're dealing with that. Here we are. Um, The movie comes on and... To my recollection, you liked it. I did. Yeah, and that's fine. <laughs> you liked it. I was struggling as soon as the movie started. You sure were. And that little boy gave that woke speech, and I'm like, who wrote this? I don't know. <laughs> who? I don't know. <laughs> You're trying to impede on my people. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And so... That did, you know that did shock me though because I, I wasn't expecting that I I, I, really I said it. I said what is happening in this moment um so anyway we get through and Tierra's like you know she's excited and I think she just looked at me real quickly and she was like oh you didn't like it. <laughs> And I'm like, no, absolutely not. I didn't. 
I didn't like it at all. But I said, you know, maybe it's me. Came back later that night, saw it with Jared, and I just knew. knew when that. when I tell you <laughs> the second time we saw it, excuse me, that theater was quiet. Yeah, it was that, bad. Like, it, uh, I wanted to like it more, but I have nothing else to say. If you want to go and hear my thoughts about Black Adam, you can go back to that episode um, entitled Black Adam Goes to Wakanda. Um, so, yeah, that's what I titled it. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I'm like, I, I just want to say, to my defense, anything that has a lot of violence, excuse me for being that person, just really excites me. Oh, no, no. We saw uh, the Punisher movie, the one, oh and and, she, and that movie was horrible, it but it blessed it her, and I'm just me. like, okay, all right, and she liked it when the man fell in the glass and became Jigsaw. It was just a lot. Um, another film that was a whole lot of nothing uh, was Thor: Love and Thunder. Now. The Screaming Goats by far were the best thing in that movie. The goats that, alone should push it up the ladder. The no, 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 because <laughs> it's like Taika Waititi. Thor: Love and Thunder is at twenty four. Oh, Yeah, yeah. I just you know, for me, truthfully speaking. Um, again, kind of like with bros, it was a lot going on, right. you know, I think for a kid's movie and I'm not even a prude, like I'm not that guy to be like, well, you shouldn't do that. You know, no, no, no. like I'm, I'm pretty liberal, yeah. but I do feel like when you're having a superhero film that's catered towards kids, having Hercules talk about orgies <laughs> for me personally, <laughs> He kept saying, you don't want to come to the orgy. Okay, you don't have to come to the orgy. And I'm like, okay. Um, Again, I'm not a prude. I don't have a problem with nudity in film. What I do have a problem with is why did Thor have to be naked at that moment? Full naked. I didn't understand that part neither. It was just very, very awkward. Um, But here we are, you know. I also have a problem with the fact that you merge two great comic book storylines into one movie and none of no character from Jane to Gore, uh, the God Butcher, um, realized their potential. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I just felt like I went to this movie um, and that was it. It was just like, okay, it's another Thor film. Uh Chris Hemsworth was funny, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I think Ragnarok was such a good balance that they just went too funny on this one. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm good. I'm good. I I don't have a desire for that iteration of the character. I'm sure he decided to do it again. But we have to give a shout out to Christian Bell. I mean, he did a great job. No, Christian Bell. Now look, uh, he's on another film. Um, that I that I enjoyed. The man is literally one of the best actors out right now, and he can do anything. Um, yeah. And his 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 literally filmography shows him doing a little bit of everything. Yeah. So 
you know, it was good to see him. I, outside of that, I'm good. There's nothing else that I want from this movie um, outside of the things that I pointed out, which is we don't need the orgies. We don't need the merging of the storylines. I don't know. I was just over it. Um, Speaking of being over it and... um, (laughs) So to to my defense, I did warn Tierra this time when we went to go see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse <laughs> of Madness. My 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 pattern now is Tierra. If we go see this movie, this is what's going to be in it. And so Tierra is always like, "Oh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good." I'm like, "Okay, cool, fine." Um, you know, again, there was no Multiverse of Madness in this movie. No. The the only time where they showed the multiverse, I guess, is when they did that sequence of them going through the multiple multiverses. Um, but that part, I, and then at the and then when he went to go fight himself in in that dead place, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I I just and then my God. If you Marvel kill Patrick Stewart one more time, just stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Dear Kevin Feige, don't kill Patrick Stewart anymore. Just don't do it. This man has died a total of four times on film. X-Men, Last Stand. He died in Logan. He died in... um um. Days Future Past, as a matter of fact, there was a sequence in where where he died in that. I j- I'm tired. I am tired. He dies so well. He does die well, but my point is, I don't need him to die anymore. It's too much work. It is too much work. Um, and you ought to be ashamed of yourself for how y'all did, um, Mister uh, Fantastic. <laughs> Y'all were wrong for that. Y'all made him spaghetti. And y'all made him go from the the smartest man in the multiverse to the dumbest man because he's flat out going to tell Wanda, hey, Wanda, you don't want to mess with us because if he opens his mouth... (laughs) No, my favorite part, that baby said, what mouth? What mouth? I'm like, okay, well, you're not that smart. This version of Reed Richards isn't smart. Um... So, you know, that was Multiverse of Madness. Now, this is going to surprise a lot of you, um, but this just shows how objective I am with my choice. Number 22 is The Batman. Now, here's the thing. This film was almost three hours long, so that already lost me right there. I just... What? what, (laughs) Why? Why? Um... There's not a lot of action. It really is a detective story. Mm-hmm. It's well acted. It looks great. Mm-hmm. If I were to copy a Nolan film mm-hmm. and, you know, say it's my version of the character, I feel like, in essence, and this is just my opinion, Matt Reeves didn't stray too far from the Chris Nolan playbook. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just hard to really appreciate what everyone else was appreciating. Um, the way they did the Riddler 
I like the character. I don't like the look of the character. Um, but that's just me. I maybe I'm a, I'm a purist in that form. Um, but and it was just long. Yeah, it was too long. I know you haven't seen it yet. I mean, but, but I've seen like I am still proud of him though. I can't think of his name right now. They gotta play Batman. Rob Pattinson. Is that his name? Twilight yeah. Boy. Rob Pattinson. Yeah. I am very proud of him. I felt like this was a great way. And I know he's been in other things, but it was a great way for him to come out and take it on as his own. And he did, to me, I feel like he did a great job. And I get that. And a lot of people feel that way. I'm in the minority. I am definitely in the minority. Um, Speaking of being in the minority... Uh, you know, don't worry, darlings. Um, how can I say this? There were so many other actors that you could have put in this movie besides Harry Styles. But I get it. I understand. Harry Styles uh-huh. sells tickets. He has an audience. Uh-huh. Um, and he's... He's terrific. Um... I was going to say talented, but it just, I couldn't do it. I, I feel like. He has a lane. He has a lane. He has a lane. He has a lane. So, also, it's just Stepford Wives cooked over twice. I was trying not to go there, but I'm just like, yo, that way, it was just like an updated. Now, granted, I give everything, I give everything a try. But I was just like, yo, this is like an updated Stafford Wise. And Stafford Wise was clever, though. It was clever. So I. It was funny. It was. And it, it did a good job. But this, you know, I can't stand when they take a concept and then try to make it creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And the original Stafford Wise was creepy. It was. So, yeah. So this is the third time. Well, let me be nice. The director says it's an original story. Okay, great. So now that we've established that, um, just call it Step for Wives Part 3. And, you know, keep it moving. Just call it your version of Step for Wives. That's all you had to do. Um, Speaking of redos, Scream 5. Now, we went to the movies to see this. I can't believe that's so low on your list. I'm going to tell you why I saw it on the list. Because when I really looked at it, it really does play like all the other screen films. (laughs) I mean, it has to be tradition, but... Okay. I wanted more Nev Campbell. I did. And I'm kind of... Yeah. I'm kind of upset that she's not going to be in the next one, but I respect her. Um, She wanted her money. And she knows her worth. And I'm curious to see how the film is going to do without her. Um, again, you used her to sell this movie uh-huh. and she was hardly in it, you know, maybe what 20, 20, I want to say like 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But overall it was just, Tierra figured it out within minutes Man, and I hated her for it. <laughs> I was just like, sis, really? And I was like, I, and, and then I think I told you. You did. And I was in the theater. I was like, 
in my mind, I'm like, she right, but I'm not going to tell her she right. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not. It's not that. It's not him. It's not him. No. And you're like, Mm-mm, it's the boyfriend. And I said, okay, well, all right. Um, let's see. Number 19, Wakanda forever. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, look. Queen mother died and you put it at 19. She deserves every Oscar. She deserves. She deserves every award. She don't get nothing from this movie. I'm protesting. The way she read, what's her name? She said, oh, you gave everything. Yeah. I, now, she was really the highlight of the film for me. That's why I um, just for her. Mm-hmm. So it's 19. And um, I also feel like just as a film itself, I, I really feel like, and this is just a personal opinion, they should have recast T'Challa. And I really felt like the story would have worked better no. with Namor fighting T'Challa versus Namor fighting um, the sister. You are entitled um, to your opinion. And that's fine. That's fine. But I guarantee you there are a lot of comic book fans that feel the same way. Oh, and, sure. you know, I think that was part of the reason why the buzz... The movie is extremely sad, too. That's another reason why it's not as high on my list. And I knew it was, but because the topic is grief... Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I felt like this would have worked better as a series, actually, than a movie. What, like they did with um, WandaVision? Yeah, I think because you're introducing um, Namor and his people. Right. You're dealing with the realities of losing T'Challa. Right. Um, it was too big. You know, all... Maybe. It was too big. It was, it, you couldn't have. You couldn't have made it a series. It was, it was way too big. And it meant too much to too many people. So I think that that's what drives the opinion. And then we talked about this. That's what drives the opinion of the movie because of what it did for people. Not necessarily the plot or... Yeah, not necessarily the plot of the movie. I thought it was shot very it. well. It looks beautiful. Like Ryan Coogler can do no wrong as a director. He's a great director. Beautiful. And to be honest, the only reason why I thought about putting it higher just was the fact that to be dealt a curveball, like losing Chadwick Boseman and still deciding to produce this with all that, like just for him alone, maybe I would push it higher. But objectively speaking, the product itself, I, I just felt like it, it left me wanting a little bit more than what I got. Um, but that's just me. Um, Sonic 2 is number 18. Um, Jim Carrey is a fool. I love Jim Carrey, though. But I actually like Idris Elba in this movie um, as Knuckles. Uh-huh. I thought he did an extremely good job. And I can't wait to see his series. Because that, uh-huh. I think that really diversified him even more yeah. as a performer. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I love that he's taking these these risks um, and being in things that you would not normally associate with him. So I love that he's expanding himself in that regard. Um, number 17, uh, Amsterdam with Christian Bale, 
uh, John David Washington, and uh, Harley Quinn. I feel like this story was just a good story. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought it was well executed. Again, I'm in the minority on this because people didn't like it. What? But... Yeah, a lot of people didn't like this movie. It's on HBO Max if you want to check I it know, out. Because I'm so sad that I did not realize that that was the title of that movie when you went to go see it. Yeah, it um, it's it's very well done. And again, Christian Bell for me. Um, I'm sorry. Let me not call her Harley Quinn. Margot Robbie is her name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but I always Christian Bell. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, Christian Bell again. Mm-hmm does a good job with this role. Um, admittedly, my favorite part, this is so horrible. I don't want people coming after me. Let me just say this. Taylor Swift um, is in the movie. And we're going to leave that there. And we're going to leave that there. Mm-hmm. We're going to leave that there. But there's a scene with her that I just thought was done very, very well. Um, when you see a T, you'll know which one. Okay, great. Um, 16, White Hot, The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. I didn't realize how racist this company was. How? How did you That's the thing. That's the thing. I think it was all there. I question you in this moment. I didn't. And you know what's funny? I used to be into Abercrombie and Fitch. Um, I wanted to, I just thought that the, the marketing and the, the branding of it, it just made it fun. Um, and they always had at least one black guy in those campaigns. (laughs) This is bad. This is so bad. Um, watching that documentary on Netflix though, that is, it was horrible. Yeah. Horrible how they treated the employees and the talent. Um, yeah, just bad. So that is, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, I, 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 just wow. I'm upset with you right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't know it was that bad. Really? <laughs> I did because you know what it was. I think for me, um, when you, this is before I think I started paying attention to the business right. side of fashion and just of entertainment. Yeah, yeah. And then I think growing up, it's different when we were growing up because we were groomed to see primarily white people yeah. and the one black guy. So like... And we thought we were doing good when we had the one black guy. When you have the one yeah. black guy. Now, of course, yes, very problematic and needed to evolve and or change mm-hmm. um, or be dismantled. So uh, that's on Netflix if you haven't seen it. White Hot, The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. Um, Number 15, Top Gun, Maverick. Um, Nostalgia's great. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what to say. it's, It's a good popcorn movie. I had fun. My favorite part about seeing this, honestly... Uh, on a personal level, was my brother and father and I went to go see it. Mm, cool. And so that that was cool. Yeah. That was cool. And that was his first time at the Alamo, and he had a good time. So for that reason, um, yeah. we enjoyed it. 
outside of that, the film itself, it was, it was, it was good. That's all I got. That's all I'm going to give. Okay, great. Um, but what uh, something I know you want to see and that you need to see is on HBO Max. Call me Miss Cleo. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna add it to my. You know again. those Cleo. Yes. Um, so that film actually, I felt sorry for her. Um, I think it's another just like the Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah. Uh, once again, you're taking black talent. Yep. Um, however, you view her religious practices or whatnot, she bought value to that organization. She did. And she made them a lot of money. And they made a lot of money off of her. And they didn't pay her. Um, and it's a sad, it's the same story you hear over and over again, but wow. And then just to see how her life evolved and just to see where she was problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, I told Deidre. Um, it just hit me that that wasn't a real Jamaican accent. I know. So many questions. But I, so I many questions. I know. Okay, great. Go check out Call Me Miss Cleo. Um, it's on HBO Max if you have not seen it. Um, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Nicolas Cage, I love you. Thank you for making this movie. Um, It is camp. It is over the top. Mm-hmm. It is just entertaining, just all the way entertaining. Um, Tiffany Haddish, once again, is awesome in it. Um, so many good cameos in the movie. Um, so, yeah, go check out The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Um, number 12, Devotion. Jonathan Majors uh, plays a fighter pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very, very touching story. Um, and one that I was not familiar with. I saw that at the Alamo as well. Uh Um, a sad ending. Um, but what I appreciate is that the two families are still in touch to this day. Um, uh, working to keep the legacy together of all those involved. So yeah. the other surprise of that, a Jonas brother is in the movie, and I didn't realize it until I saw the cast. His name. I'm mad at you for that. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not into the Jonas Brothers, Me but, but um, I feel like you know. I should have known that, but it's, it's fine. Okay. Um, X. X is so X is a horror movie. movie. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Why, why do I hear an echo? There you go. Sorry. My, um... Testing one, two, three. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear yep. me? Okay. Um, X is a horror movie. Um, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this, and I was hearing rave reviews about it, and I was like, okay, well, let me check it out. Uh, again, I like horror movies that give commentary. So this one, if I had to pick a commentary, it's really about young versus old, mm. you know, and really exploring um, the lens of youth, mm-hmm. talking about sexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the old people get in on the conversation as well. 
And when I say they get in on the conversation, they really get in on the conversation. Um, senior citizens are not to be played with. Nope. Be nice to senior citizens. Yep. They are strong. They are fast. They are smart. And they will kill you. That's what I got from this movie. You know my girls in there. Um, Jenny. Oh, uh, Jenny Ortega. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's actually really, really good in this. Um, I think you would actually like this, T. I like her. Yeah, if you and it's very violent and people get stabbed. I know that's what you like. So, um, you actually would like this. And this is probably another reason why Scream wasn't higher on my list because I felt like this was more of an original idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there we go. Okay, so top 10. These are the top 10 films for me, for Brian Smith, B. Anthony, of <laughs> 2022. Uh, so actually I'm going to do a quick switch. I'm going to go with number 10 mm-hmm. being the Northman. I heard that was really good though. It's really, really good. They undersold how good that movie is. Yeah. Um, your boy from True Bloods in you it. Know, come on here. And he is actually really, really good. I know. Um, Nicole Kidman is in it. Bjork is in it. So many people are in this thing, and it's just like you guys didn't market this thing well enough, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but excellent movie. Go check it out. Um, okay, everything else I'm going to keep the same. Okay. Number nine, Bullet Train. Bullet Train was the best. When I tell you that I enjoyed that thing from the time it started. It was good. Like, I did um, not want to move. I didn't want to move at all. I didn't want to move at all. Brad Pitt, I mean, say what you want about his personal life, but that man knows how to be entertaining in a movie. And I appreciate him because he's proof that once the looks start to leave, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you still have to have the talent there. Mm-hmm. And he has talent. He's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole cast is actually good in this. Yeah. I, I don't see a problem with anyone in it. Um so I don't want to give anything away because the best parts are the cameos. The cameos are great. So you guys should go see Bullet Train. It's on um, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. yeah, it's on Netflix right yeah. now. So go check that out. Um, number eight, The Woman King. Excellent movie. Bye. Excellent movie. Bye, um, and I said it on... I said it when I did the review on an earlier episode, but shame on you to anyone who's trying to make this uh, a problem film because it was not historically accurate. Um, and you're trying to say that we're glorifying a problematic tribe. When you're t- talking about war, when you're talking about people mm-hmm. in history, everyone's problematic. Yeah, Everyone's problematic. So... Why nitpick this film? Yeah. Why pick this one to make that point when you've made hundreds of other films that were far worse than the issues that you're taking with this one? Yeah. Um, I think, and this is just me, you're picking on it because you feel like it's easy to do because you have a female cast, a female producer, female writers, a female director, and shame on you. Yeah. Shame on you for doing that to this film. Um, if you're going to do it to this film, then let's pull out every film that's been made about 
anything America related, um, where you where you have you know uh, Native Americans allegedly walking side by side with um, colonizers yeah. as if everything was okay, and that's not how it happened. No, that's not how it happened. Um, and that's that's. I'll just stop there. But shame on you. The movie is great. Yeah. Um, and they, Viola deserves a nomination. She does, and I don't think that you know. And it's so sad because I feel like with her, she can't live in her moment because somebody always finds something controversial to say about what she does, and right. that's and to me that's not fair. That woman played that part. She did. She played that part, and the casting director was excellent because it yeah. was believable. I don't want to go too much into it, but you could see why they casted her, at, you know, the young lady as her daughter and how that mm-hmm. played together. And just the women as a whole. And why they did what they did and why they moved the way that they moved, you can't, mm-hmm. you cannot, you cannot take that away from them. Yeah. I, um, I loved everything about yes, it. Great movie. Um, great movie. Yeah. I don't have too much to say. I just had to say that first piece because it's ignorant people get on my nerve. Yeah. Um, Always. number seven, the menu. So I thought about you when I saw this movie. Let me tell you why. You wouldn't have endured that. Yeah. They would have kicked you out that restaurant. They would have spared you have been, and killed everyone I else. I know I would have. Because <laughs> um, if you don't know what the premise is, a group of food critics go to this restaurant on a remote island and they're literally locked in. And, you know, once they're locked in, a lot of weird stuff starts happening. Right. Um, and yeah, Ray Fines is awesome. Um, Nicholas Holt, Nicholas Holt is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone in this movie is amazing. Yeah, so it's a great cast. Uh, I will give you that. It was a great cast. I like the story. It seemed believable. Yeah. Like something like that really could happen because of him. Though. Um, it can. Yeah, it can. Um, let's see. All right, all right, all right. So number six, Glass Onion. I love that movie. If you're gonna if you're gonna do a sequel, this is how you do a sequel. Yes. You 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 put it someplace different and you're familiar with the first one, but the character is in a whole new scenario and the only thing he has is the ability to do what he does, and it doesn't rely on anything previous, but it pushes the story forward. My favorite part of the movie, truthfully, was seeing Angela Lansbury. Um and the fact that that showed was the week that she passed. I know. That's that was literally I was literally getting ready to bring that up. I enjoyed yeah. I enjoyed that cameo. And she looked yeah. good though. She looked she good. She looked good. Yeah. She looked really good. I love the film overall. Janelle Monáe was great. She but did Kate great. Hudson. <laughs> Kate Hudson you have officially taken over your mother's role yeah. as just a funny person. Yes. When Janelle Monet said this one thought it would be a good idea to say 
was it to dress up as Beyonce? Right. <laughs> and she was like, I don't understand why they didn't understand that I was paying tribute to her. <laughs> no, the best line was when she was in the suite talking to her assistant. And she was like, but I knew it was a sweatshop. And she was like, please don't tell me you thought a sweatshop was where they made sweats at. And she was like, yes. <laughs> Immediately, I was like, Kate's not the killer. She's not the killer. No. She's not the killer. <laughs> She's. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense if she was the killer. No. But she had some great moments, uh, though. She had a lot of great moments. Her, her um, monologue at the pool was good. She- her monologue at the pool was very mm-hmm. good. Um, everyone had a moment to shine in this movie. Agreed. Um, and Ryan Johnson, again, I can't wait to see the third one. He's already starting to work on it. So um, and I hope they release it in the theater again, uh, cause that was the best way to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched it on Netflix yet, but I had a really good time. Um, with that one, number five, everything, everywhere, all at once. This is the weirdest piece of movie I have ever seen. <laughs> it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> when I tell you they are paper cutting themselves and literally plugging themselves and just, it was so much going on. Jamie Lee Curtis, once again, um, yeah. she is Deserves every ounce of praise that she's getting for this movie. Yeah. Um, but Michelle Yeoh, uh-huh. my favorite Bond girl, um, by far, yeah. this is her moment. And if she does get the nomination does, for Oscar, I hope she wins. Yeah. I genuinely hope she wins. Yeah. Um, and that's all I'll say. It's just one of the, it's the most original thing I've seen. Well, one of the most original things I've seen all yeah. year. Um, and it's weird from beginning to end, but it's a beautiful type of weird. So, um, number four, Moonage Daydream. I know you don't know what that's about. Um, that's the David Bowie biopic. Really? Okay. It's on, I think it's on Roku. Okay, I'll check it out. I have Roku. Yeah, Roku or HBO Max. But when I tell you, so... I went to go see this for Jared. Right, I remember. And as soon as soon as it comes on, you realize right away that this is not going to be your father's documentary. It's like he made the film literally after he died. Mm-hmm. Like he literally was like, "Okay, this is how I want my film to look, how my life, you know. Yeah. It is beautiful, it is trippy, it's it's colorful. It's adventurous. Yeah. It's it's thought provoking. Mm-hmm. It's definitely cinematic. Okay. But then it's intimate at the same time. I want this to get the Oscar for best documentary, truthfully speaking. Um I, I hope it does get a nomination. They're appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. And truthfully, it's it 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 shows you that there's nothing new under the sun. Um, a lot of things that we give credence to for like Lady Gaga and all these artists, he was already doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he loved black people, the fact that he fought for Tina Turner to have a space to perform. And, you know, just 
it's a really great movie. So if you can see Moonage Daydream, um, go do that. All right. So now we're down to the top three. Um, I know you're going to like this one. Um, number three is Honk for Jesus Save Souls. <laughs> now we knocking and backing and ready to fight. <laughs> When I saw that, I already said in my mind, like I was literally in the theater. I said, "This is going to be my top in my top five list." Yeah. Um, that scene alone, "Knock If You Buck," I remember the song, and for some reason, I thought the song was newer than what it was. But that song is almost twenty years it old. Is. Yeah, is it twenty years old? It's, it's, if it's not twenty, it's literally almost there. This song came out when we were like eighteen. Oh my god. It's like, yeah, but it's an anthem. When they met, and it's so sad because the controversy behind them and them not really even getting paid for that song to be as prominent as it is, is horrible. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like their contract, so they were on the Breakfast Club, um, part of them. They were on the Breakfast Club, and they were like, yeah, we didn't really get any money off of that. They were touring and everything. And I think they, and this is just like a ballpark figure. They may have walked away with like $20,000 a piece. Mm. Yeah, it's really, they were in a horrible contract. Horrible contract. To the the fact that I think it just ended, which is why they're starting to pop up again. Got it. Okay. They were on the Millennial Tour, too. Okay. Good for them. I love that scene. I also love the scene where uh, he's bapt- he's getting baptized. I'm going in <laughs> and when she held him under that water, I was like, and so part of me was just like, I, I literally got baptized this year um, in January. Uh-huh. And so the instructions are very clear. I'm going to take you down, bring you, back up. you know, and I'm going to bring you right back up. When she held him under she that water. She held him under that water. And them little, I'm like, sis, them little bubbles was just coming you, up. I said, what are you doing? What? Yeah. Yeah. No, the little girl was good. When she was just like, oh, oh, when she said, I love theater. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. I also liked it because the film, and I'm a Christian, you know, I love Jesus, but I thought it was the most fly on the wall, objective perspective yeah. of an era of church um, that that a lot of people don't want to explore for varying reasons, and I understand. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, that not exploring it is allowing the narrative to be told by other people. Right. And so the fact that I that they did it in a way where the church could have some autonomy uh-huh. or, or some contribution to the subject matter, yeah. I thought was done very, very well. Yeah, it was honest. It was honest. I was thought honest. it was a very honest film. Yeah. Now, when I saw it in theater, people were offended. Um, they were like, this is horrible and da-da-da-da-da. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, what's the horrible part? part of it the fact that it's happening in real life Mm -hmm. or that someone was able to tell the story in a way 
that doesn't glorify or, or glaze over those issues. Mm-hmm. Um, people were just very angry when they left the theater. Or let me not say very angry, but they were clearly uncomfortable yeah. with what they saw. Yeah, I saw people talking about um, they were triggered and, you know, I was just like, <laughs> we still have to... We still have to address the things that happen. Now, yeah. we can't continue to sweep things under the rug. And to be honest, I felt like it was a kind way to address it. I thought it was very kind, actually. Yeah, there were so many other ways that they could have approached this movie and so many of the things that they could have done, and they did not do it. That they didn't they do. They didn't do it. So shout out to them, because it was two females, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and shout out to Regina Hall. Um, I I really feel like this was an Oscar-worthy was. performance, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, she was great. I, I was just very impressed with her. Um, number two... <laughs> It's a documentary. Um, I know you have not seen it. It just came out last week. Um, it's a documentary about a wild cat. In fact, the name of the film is Wild Cat. But the story itself is not just about the cat. Uh, the story is about <laughs> a former military personnel who was discharged for um, honorably honorably discharged um am i saying that right for ptsd um and a lot of other medical issues and so he goes into uh caring for animals and this cat becomes a mission for him and and dealing with that story it's really an exploration for him resolving everything that he experienced in war and for his girlfriend who's um uh, going for her doctorate in that field of study, you know, she's exploring how she's able to care for people and not really see the traumatic things that they're doing to her detriment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a really good story. Um, yes, I'm a little biased because I like big cats, so I will acknowledge that. But I do feel like the way that this was shot, uh, for it to be a documentary and to be as entertaining as what it was, okay. Um, I thought it was a very, very good movie. It's on Netflix. Um, and it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, love Amazon Prime. Yeah, Amazon Prime. Um, so go check it out. It's really, really good. Um, and then we're we're down to number one. Yay. Um, what do you think it is? I don't want to guess because you're so different. And you know, I just feel like I, I don't want to, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to. It's the year so different that just took me no. out of here. Um, I did an episode about my favorite directors this year. Uh-huh. Um, and the more I see this director's work, the more that I'm inspired to really go and make films. Um, Jordan Peele made a movie called Nope. I saw this thing 
I'm here for it. And when I tell you that this is going to be one of those films that people see 20, 30 years later, and they're going to be like, this is a masterpiece, yeah. right? Because yeah. audience today, from what I've heard, um, I was talking to my barber about this, and he was like, a lot of people were just upset that they had to think. And I'm like, <laughs> that's why you didn't like it, because you, you had to pay attention? Okay. Um, he said, you're one of the few people who really like this movie. Listen, I feel like what Jordan Peele achieved with this um, was bigger than the alien part. It speaks to what a lot of us don't want to acknowledge is that we profit over other people's traumas. There it is. You know, and to the detriment of breaking down our own community, our own families, um, all of that was captured in this movie, mm-hmm. you know, and this whole idea of looking for the big thing to shoot so that I can get rich. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it hit a nerve, for me at least. But I think a lot of people missed it and just felt like the movie was too slow. The movie was, um, I guess, too subver- sub- uh, subversive. I don't know. I loved it. I loved it. If you didn't see it on the IMAX screen, whenever it's re-released or if they should ever do a a screening, you owe it to yourself to see this on the biggest screen possible. Jordan Peele was great. I'm not a Kiki fan per se. Um, I loved her in this movie. I loved everything about her in this movie. It worked. She worked. Um, uh, the lead actor, whose name I can't remember right now, he was great in it. The whole cast was good. The fact that you shot it in this house and it gave me psycho vibes, um, hearing black people say nope, and you know what that meant, like, yep. I'm not dealing with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, it was awesome. Yeah. So that's that's my number one. Did you see nope? Or? I have not. And only because I am just starting to begin to watch movies. And so there were so many um, other ones that I wanted to watch, but this one is on my list. It is on my list. I am a Kiki Palmer fan. I feel like she is very diverse. Mm -hmm. And I am looking forward to seeing her career mature. And I felt like that this was a good, the other guy, his name is Daniel Kula. I think it's Daniel yeah, Cooper, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I like him too. So another great movie where the casting was excellent and the chemistry was there, which I believe very much helped so. the movie. And it truly is a black phrase that we use. Like, nope, not doing that. Nope. nope. You know, nope. and you can say that, and nope has so many different meanings at the same time. But when we say it, we really mean nope. Uh-uh. We, we mean it and mean it. don't ask me again. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so I, I I loved really everything. Yeah. The scene with uh, uh, the child star getting attacked by the uh, ape. I mean, 
again, mm-hmm. trauma, how we deal with trauma. Sometimes we don't deal with yeah. it, but we take all the lessons learned or all, all the things experienced from that trauma and we impose it on other people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, rather than make sure that you don't put anyone else in a situation to where they're hurt, you know, you say, well, I can do it and, you know, probably do it bigger and better, mm-hmm. you know. So um, I, my favorite film of the year. Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, but when I'm really looking at the totality of the story being told, how it was shot, um, it was an original idea. I This was just my favorite. Yeah. This by far was my favorite. I love his creativity. He's very creative. Um, and there's so much nuance and, and, and Easter eggs and yeah. subtleties to his craft that um, he really is currently one of my favorite directors that's out right now. Yeah. Um, him and Barry Jenkins. So, uh, yep. That's my list for 2022. I don't think I did too bad. Um, there were some revelations that, um, you are concerned about now to be fair, I don't support Abercrombie at Fitch at all. Um, I haven't purchased anything as of late. I just want to clarify that. Um, when I was younger, I think I might've had a shirt by them. Um, and primarily because I could only afford a shirt um, <laughs> from them. But yeah, no, this is my list. I'm going to post it in the comments so all of you can check it out. Um, so we're going to be away for a while. I know I said the last time that I was on that I had a big surprise for you guys. I'm still working on some of the details, but it's literally done. Like I just need to get something clarify before I announced this. So I apologize to everyone who's been waiting, but I promise once you hear the news, it is going to be exciting. And um, hopefully I get to meet you in person once we um, announce some things that are popping off in January and we can celebrate in person. But yeah, um, that announcement is coming very soon. So um You'll hear from us soon. I don't know when the next episode will be. It'll definitely be in January sometime. But I do need to take some time just to chill for a minute and recalibrate. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll start off season four in January. That is crazy. I'm here for it. That is crazy. We are four seasons into this thing. Okay. Um, Tiara, do you have any closing words for the people? I just want to say I'm so glad that I made it on again. And that I hope that I can be on future episodes. Um, and it was a pleasure seeing so many movies with you that were that made your list. So, and I'm going to find my theater. That's it. Well, I am happy with the Alamo. This has definitely been the year of the Alamo for me. I love the theater. I have my uh, unlimited movie pass that I'm very proud of. Um, so there's that. Um, I will talk to all of you later. Thank you so much for supporting the B Signal podcast. Thank you, T, for stopping by. 
Um, for more information about the B Signal Podcast, you can go to the website, bsignalpodcast.com. You can visit me on Instagram at bsignalpodcast, or you can follow me on Instagram at bAnthonyCG. And yeah, if you have any ideas, any suggestions, um, you can email me at bsignalpodcasts at gmail.com. And yeah, all of that information will be in the uh, show notes. Otherwise, happy new year. Um, be safe. If you're going to be doing the drinking thing, please uh, make sure you get a designated driver. Yeah, watch your drinks out there. On New ladies. Year's. There's still some creepers yeah. out here. And gentlemen. Yeah, and guys. Ladies and yeah. guys. Uh, <laughs> so I will uh, talk to you all soon. And yeah, thank you for supporting the Peace Signal Podcast. Bye. Bye.